A car was heading down the road. Mendez had stopped in the middle and was waving his arms, trying to flag it down. Locke still had 400 yards to go as the car slowed and halted. As he reached the gate, he saw Mendez lean towards the driver's window, speaking to the driver and waving something at him or her. The next word he heard was gracias, and then Mendez was skirting around the car. Drawing his weapon, Locke screamed at the driver to stop as the helicopter roared above him and he was engulfed in a blinding light. The car, clearly the driver had thought better of their offer, sped away, leaving Mendez stranded in the middle of the road. The helicopter dropped lower, Locke still in the circle of light, as people emerged from the nearby shacks, roused by the commotion, curiosity getting the snap on fear. Locke ran towards Mendez, aware that he could be taken down at any minute by a hail of gunfire from the helicopter. For a second, Mendez seemed paralyzed by Locke's sudden appearance, or perhaps by how close he'd been to getting away. He started after the departing car. When he looked back, Locke was a hundred yards from him, and the circle of light was covering both men as the helicopter rose into the air on an updraft of desert wind. Locke gun-faced him. Don't move. But Mendez wasn't about to start doing as he was told. He pivoted round and made a break for a patch of ground next to the road, beyond which was another set of shacks, the fringe of a bigger, more densely packed colonia. The blacktop behind Mendez splintered as a couple of rounds dug into the tarmac. They had come from the helicopter because Locke had yet to fire. It banked to one side, the pilot moving into position so that whoever was firing had a better angle from which to take out Mendez. Mendez zigzagged across the ground as the helicopter moved alongside him, the pilot struggling to keep it steady, the searchlight punching its cone of light into the colonia. Locke saw the barrel of a semi-automatic pop out from the side door as another gust of desert wind caught the helicopter, lifting it fractionally and taking out the gunman's angle. He took the shot anyway, the mark of an amateur, and a three-round burst fractured the air, threatening everyone but Mendez. The downside of the maneuver was that the searchlight lost Mendez as he sprinted towards the colonia. Locke went after him, temporarily holstering his weapon, and charging over ground littered with broken glass. Mendez slipped through a gap between two houses as the downdraft from the aircraft blew up a thick cloud of dust. In the narrow alley, as the helicopter climbed, Locke looked around. There was no sign of Mendez. He walked slowly now, trying to block out the noise of the thrashing rotor blades and pick out his target, but it was an impossible task. The alley, if it qualified for alley status, was about three feet wide and ran for about eighteen. It seemed devoid of life. Locke slowed before he stepped out into the street, and from nowhere a fist slammed into the side of his face just below the right eye, throwing him off balance. Locke stumbled, taking two steps back, then found his balance and moved on to his toes like a boxer. He shook his head, centered himself, and looked to his left. Charlie Mendez was right there, but he had frozen again. Locke rushed him, driving his shoulder hard up into Mendez's chest, catching him slap-bang in the solar plexus. He followed with two quick but full-force elbows to the man's face— by the time the second landed, Mendez had his hands up, but Locke hadn't finished. 
Stepping in close, he butted his opponent full in the face, hearing the satisfying dull crunch of the cartilage in his nose cracking with the force of the blow. Mendez let out a whimper as Locke stepped back, fished in a pocket for some plastic ties, and went to work securing his wrists. When they were cinched tight enough to be painful, Locke gave him the fastest of pat-downs. With the helicopter directing reinforcements straight towards them, Locke propelled his prisoner forwards, down the street, as a sea of small brown faces peered from the houses, only to be dragged away from the windows by mothers and grandmothers. He felt no sense of accomplishment. If at all, it would come later. He had Mendez, but the chances of being able to keep him long enough to get him back across the border were slim. And if the action of the gunman who had fired from the helicopter was anything to go by, Mendez's protectors had experienced a change of heart. If they both stayed alive long enough, Locke might even discover why.